Are you ready for God's Word? Come on, let's start this new series. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this great opportunity we have to study your Word today. Thank you for the opportunity of opening up this amazing book called the Bible. We're so excited for the privilege of, of understanding it, learning from it, being stretched by it. Father, thank you that you love us so much that you're not going to leave us the way we are. You know there's better for us. There's bigger for us. You want us to grow. You want us to change. You want us to be the best that we can possibly be. So we thank you, Father God, for your word. It's about to come forth. Bring it across with clarity, with simplicity, so we can immediately apply it to our lives. We'll be so careful to give you all the honor and glory. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. What is it about some people who keep succeeding and others just keep making the same mistakes? What is it about those that keep moving forward, but others are constantly getting stuck? What is it about those who refuse to be denied, and there are others that are just always quitting? What is it about some people that are always think positively while others think so negatively? What is it about some people that always seem to bounce back after being disappointed, and some people just never do? What is it about some people that, man, they always are stretching their comfort zones, but other people are being contained by their comfort zones? Some people always believe in God, that God can do it, but there are always others that believe that He won't. There are those that are always striving for exceptional, while others are settling for ordinary. Many people are are, um, marching as victors, and others are limping along as victims. What is it about some people that just keep dreaming and other people just stop dreaming? What's the answer to all those questions? Why is it that way? Well, as many questions as there are, as many people are in the world today, that's how many answers there are to this particular questions. Why do some people keep succeeding, keep moving, refuse to be denied, think so positively, keep believing, dream radical dreams, bounce back, stretch beyond their comfort zone, strive for exceptional, march as victors, and keep on dreaming. I'm convinced that one of the main reasons why they do is because they refuse to be satisfied. They're not satisfied. They're not going to allow their present circumstances, their present drama, their present emotions to stop them from believing that God has bigger and better for them. Amen? See, when you have a I refuse to be satisfied attitude, you're not going to let the things that are all around you stop you, corral you, hinder you, right? Amen? There's something bigger in you that refuses to allow the temporary, to refuse to allow somebody else's drama or your drama to stop you from going where you know you belong to go. You're not going to be curtailed or imprisoned or, or limited in any way. Amen. Listen, if you keep making excuses, keep getting stuck, have a pattern of giving up, think negatively, believe God can't, dream safe dreams, don't bounce back, find yourself always being contained by your comfort zone, settle for ordinary, limp as a victim, and you've stopped dreaming, if any one of those statements described you, it's time for you to come dream with us. It's time for you to get a life. It's time for you to think a lot open about God's plan and purpose for your life. And the reason why that list 
describes us is because there's not something bigger in us. We're not dreaming a big dream. Amen. We're dreaming very safe dreams, and we're not dreaming at all. Or we're just going by and getting going through the nine to five routine. We're just going through life like just getting along and so forth. And, and, and that's not God's highest and best. This series is all about breaking you out of those comfort zones. Amen. Realizing that God has destined your life for so much more than what you are presently experiencing. Amen. There are many verses that we could launch this new series from, but one particular verse that I want to start with is really one of the three main verses I'm standing on this year. It's a familiar verse in Ephesians 3.20. Ephesians 3.20, if you've been here at the time, you've heard this verse over and over again. I pray you adopt it as one of your main verses, and you'll understand as we read this how this verse is constantly challenging us not to be satisfied, not to settle, not to be contained. I love this verse. It says this in, in, in Ephesians 3.20. Says now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams, according to the power that is at work within us. Do you see the amazing words in here? Destined words that are that are causing you to be big on the inside, to realize the big God that we serve. I love the, the message uh, paraphrase of this verse. It says this. It says, God can do anything, you know. How many believe that? Far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. Wow. How many folks have some wild dreams? Oh, yeah. I hope you do. Amen. God wants the wildest dreams of yours to come to pass. Amen. Some people just don't dream wild dreams. Some people just dream your safe dreams or just these little dreams that, that maybe might come to pass and we don't want to set ourselves up for disappointment, but man, there are just some people that their dreams are wild, their dreams are out there, believing for big things for themselves, for others. Amen. And, and God says that He wants those wildest dreams to come to pass. That's 2018. It's time to dream wild. Time to dream big. Try time to dream God's dream in your life. Amen? When I was 15 years old is when I really first understood that I was going to be a pastor. It was not something that I necessarily wanted to do, but my father was a pastor. Both my grandfathers were ministers. And, and, but at 15, I just had this sense that I was going to be a pastor. But it wasn't until I was 17 years old until I had a real encounter with God regarding that. It was the summer before I turned 17. I really wasn't in a very good place with God. My heart was really cold and I was drifting away from God. And that particular summer is when I went on a missions trip to Mexico. 30 some of us teenagers went for 30 days to Monterey, Mexico to work in this particular orphanage and it was a life-changing event. It really was. My heart came alive. I reconnected my heart back to God, and I met my future wife for the very first time. Wow. It's amazing what can happen on a short-term mission trip. You just never know, right? It was right after that trip that I went to a conference. I was in this conference, and this man was speaking. At the end of his message, he said, there's a young man here, 
and you've been running from the call of God upon your life, you need to come up here and surrender to the will of God for your life. I'm sitting on the last row of a several thousand seat auditorium. If there was a further row, I would have sat in that row. I was with my buddies. My heart started pounding out of my chest. I knew that word was for me. And I didn't know what to do, but he kept encouraging that person to come up. And guess what I did all by myself? I walked down an aisle that seemed like the longest aisle ever in front of thousands of people, fell on my knees in the front of that auditorium, and I surrendered my heart to God. Wow. Yeah, amen. It was that day that I finally said yes to God's dream. And God's dream began to be my dream. Wow. Amazing. And every year since, the crazy thing is, that dream continues to grow on the inside of me. That dream didn't stay the small dream that I didn't really understand what I was saying yes to that I would experience over the next years of my life. But that year continues like any dream from God. Unfold. It stretches you. It grows you. It's unexpected twists and turns. And, and it causes you to believe and see something on the inside that nothing else can ever satisfy. When you truly have a dream in your heart, nothing else can satisfy that dream until you are carrying it out and doing your very best with God's help to fulfill that dream. Nothing else will satisfy you. Anything else that would try to replace it just doesn't work. See, God is looking for more dreamers in 2018. He's looking for you to dream bigger dreams. Amen. He's looking for you to, to really understand God has a big plan for your life. And at some point, you got to have a come to Jesus meeting and you got to keep it real and have a conversation with yourself and say, what in the world am I doing on planet earth? Why am I here? Am I here just for me? Am I here for just us four, no more mentality? Or am I here because there's something bigger I'm destined to accomplish? Something bigger that's beyond my generation, beyond my family experience, beyond my parents' experience or my grandparents' experiences. There's something out there that is not limited to what I was brought up in or what is around me or what I've been exposed to. God has something so much bigger. Too many of us have let go of what burned bright in our heart, what burned hot on the inside of us that kept us up at night. It kept our imagination out there. It helped us to, to dream and, and, to, and to watch how we lived our lives because something in us compelled us to live a higher life, to not make wrong choices. To Something in us compelled us to live our lives a certain way, but oftentimes we let that go and we're living very safe lives, very bland lives. Let me tell you something. All of us are born originals, but most of us die copies. John Mason said that. I never forgot it the day he said it or the day I read it, that all of us are born originals, but most of us die copies. See, life has a way of whittling down the masterpiece that God made you. Uh, overwhelming mistakes and regrets of our lives and other people's choices and a broken heart and abuse and all these things are, are designed to wear you down and to not be the masterpiece that you were meant to be. Amen. So you are not a, 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 a number 1,000 copy of the original. You are the original, right? You are the masterpiece. 
And you've got to understand that and believe that about yourself, that you are the masterpiece. You're not a, a facsimile of or a, a Xerox copy of something. Now, because we've allowed life uh, to, to wear us down, many people that I meet are just copies of, of their original self and just a, a, a glimmer of what they once were when God wants to make you come alive. And this series is to bring out the original back in you, to bring out that masterpiece in you, to bring out that original original value. You are, you are, there is a value in you. Amen. And you can't put a price tag on a masterpiece. But a copy of a print is just like anybody can get that at any store. Walmart will do. Let me tell you something. Kmart. Thank you. (laughs) But see, you are only found in museums. One of a kind with guards around him, with the lights on it, amen, and the alarm system and everything else. Why? Because that's how God made you, and that's how you have to see your life, amen, not as some copy at Walmart, but some museum piece that's unique and valuable. There's only one of you, and if you don't be you, who will be you? What will the world be robbed from? Because you don't become the gift that you were supposed to be. Wow. I want you to understand, God has put his heavenly DNA inside of you. God has put a supernatural code inside of you, and you will never be satisfied till you unlock that code, till you walk in that fulfillment of God's dream for your life. You will never be satisfied with anything else. Acts 20, 24 is one of my life scriptures, and it's one that focuses me that I read often. And my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. That's how I live my life. Amen. What is my life if, if I don't do what I'm called to do, if I don't say yes, if I don't stretch myself and keep growing and, and keep stretching and being the best communicator I can be, to be the best pastor I can be, to be the best mentor and, and husband and father and grandfather and, 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 and so forth that I can be. And you need to be the same way. You need to ask the same questions and live that way as well. I want to introduce a powerful statement and and I'll talk a little bit about it today and a lot more next week. But here is something to consider today. Dreaming is not about dreaming the American dream. It's about dreaming God's dream. Let that seek in a minute. Dreaming is not about dreaming the American dream. It's about dreaming God's dream. Now, I know many people have turned the American dream into something else, but what's, what is the American dream? Let's all get on the same page. And so... Like many of you do, I I Googled the American dream and I got on Wikipedia. And here's what Wikipedia says about the American dream. The American dream is a set of ideals, democracy, rights, liberty, opportunity, equality, in which freedom includes the opportunity for prosperity and success, as well as an upward social mobility for the family and children achieved through hard work in a society with few barriers. How many of you know that's worth living right there? I know our society sometimes has done a good job at that. Other times it's not done a very good job. seems like when we finally get it, it seems like there's a certain segment of our society being left out or not being appreciated or valued. And it's a constant work, amen, to work towards that noble plan of what the American dream is all about. In the definition of the American dream by James Truslow Adams, 
who originally coined the phrase the American dream, he defined the American dream in his book, The Epic of America, and said this, the dream of a land in which life should be better and richer and fuller for everyone, with opportunity for each according to ability or achievement, regardless of social class or circumstances of birth. Man, that's well said. Amen. I take a picture of that, write that down, get back online and look at that because I don't know about you, but I want International Family Church to be able to make that happen. I want my life to be able to speak of being able to make sure that, that I encourage others to live in a land that's better, richer, fuller for everyone. Opportunities, no matter where you were born, no matter what the circumstance of your birth, no matter what's going on in your life, may we here at IFC make that happen. Amen. Be a part of the answer and not always a part of the problem. Amen. May we know, and I'm not going to get on a, a whole social uh, 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 discourse right now, but oftentimes we have done a terrible job at that as Americans, and may we, International Family Church, represent the true American dream. Can I hear an amen today? Amen. Amen. The American dream, and I know that it's rooted in the Declaration of Independence, which proclaims that all men are created equal with the right of what? Life, liberty, and what else? The pursuit of happiness. Amen. Many of us, though, have turned the true American dream into something else. Many people have turned the American dream into something of, I just want more things. It's just an accumulation of material. It ends up being materialism and consumed with greed and so forth. And, and, and somehow we've turned it into something that it was never meant to be. Materialism is replacing God with more and more things. I'll just say it this way. Materialism loves things, uses people. But Christianity's goal is to love people, use things. Amen. That's profound right there. Amen. And, and materialism has opened the door to greed and stress and worry and anxiety and poor health and the wrong kind of satisfaction. And, you know, we keep singing that song, can't get no satisfaction. Right? You can't get satisfaction when we're doing this thing selfishly all about us. Right? And so if your American dream is, is defined by the accumulation of things, well, that's not the true American dream. It's not God's plan for our lives. What is God's will for us? What is His dream for us? Well, Verna hammered this truth home in the first three Sundays of the year in her message about worry, and she over and over again mentioned Mark 6.33, excuse me, Matthew 6.33, and, and the importance of putting God first. It says, but first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after His kingdom and His righteousness, which is His way of doing and being, and all these things will be given to us as well. What things? What should we drink? What should we eat? What should we wear? Right? The cares of this world. God cares about what you care about. God cares about what you drink and what you wear and what you dress and, and where you live and, and, and so on and so forth. He cares about those things. Absolutely. But you know what? It's important that we learn to put God first. What else does God say about that? First Timothy 6.17, teach those that are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Look what it says. Their trust should be in God, who what? Who richly gives us, say it with me, 
all things we need for our enjoyment. God cares about what matters to you. God cares about what you enjoy. God cares about those things that are important in your life. And one last verse of Scripture says in Psalm 35, 27, let them say continually, not every once in a while, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, say it with me, who delights and takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Wow. Some people think, well, does God care about me owning my own home? Absolutely. Does God care about me um, being living that richer, fuller life, the prosperity and fulfillment? Absolutely. God absolutely cares about what matters to you. He cares about your security. He cares about your well-being. He cares about you having a better future than past generations. He cares about you who have left country and home and, and, and pursued a dream of something bigger and better. God cares about all that. You see, I'm here to say that the way to obtain the American dream is not by pursuing it. The way to obtain the American dream is by pursuing God's dream. God's dream. When you pursue God's dream, it never fails. All that you need for your enjoyment, whatever it is on your list that you're believing God for, God will see to it that it comes to pass because that's the kind of God we serve. Have you ever thought about this? That God has a dream? He does. We get consumed about our dream, the dreams of others, but God has a dream too. What's God's dream? It says here, God has a dream. God also has a dream. His dream is all about people, and His dream about people is all about the harvest. That's God's dream. No matter what your other dreams are, may you have the main dream inside of your heart. It's all about people. We'll say more about that next week. It's all about people giving their lives to Christ. It's all about salvation, forgiveness, and freedom. That's God's dream. He wants you free. He wants you saved. He wants you on the way to heaven. He wants you free from addiction. He wants you free in your mind and your soul. He wants you living out God's highest and best. That's his dream. And when you pursue God's dream, guess what? Every other dream takes place. As long as God's first, as long as his dream is first, you can have a 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 150. As long as his is first, right? Pursuing God. Amen. And that's so extremely valuable today. See, there are three things I want you to know about dreams. You have to know this. Because if you know these three things about dreams, then you won't abandon your dream. You won't let go of your dream. You'll begin the dream again. You'll dream bigger dreams. You'll realize that I'm not letting go of the dreams that God placed in my heart. There are three things I want you to know about dreams. You ready for this? Say, I'm ready. Dreams are the language of God. Dreams are the language of God. That's how God talks. Pastor, I don't know if I've ever heard the voice of God. Well, if you've ever had a dream in your heart that you can't let go of, you have heard from God because that's how God talks. God talks in dreams. God talks in dreams. God has to talk in pictures sometimes. God has to talk in pictures because when, it, when he talks in dreams, see, dreams are designed to get you out of this limitation realm, this realm that we live on earth, 
this realm that's bound by all our five senses, and live in a whole nother realm, and visit a realm, connect to a realm where God lives, because God lives in a realm that's unlimited. We human beings live in a realm where we're bound by the law of gravity, we're bound by the law of physics, and we're bound by the law of lift and thrust, and we're bound by natural laws. But God wants to break us out of this limitation, and a dream gets us out of our present circumstance of limitation, and we begin something, see something that's beyond us, bigger than us, because God's dreams are in a whole nother dimension. See, if all you live your life for the rest of your life is a good person, but you never got out of this earth dimension, and you never tapped into the dimension of God where he lives, the dimension of the spirit, the dimension of his world and, and, and his lack of limitation, and all you see is what you're bound by. You see, in his realm, every need you need is already there waiting for you. There, in his realm where God lives, amen, there's, there's things that you're believing God for that got your name on it. All it's waiting for you is to attach your faith to it, amen, and believe for it to come from his realm into your realm where you can live in it, walk in it, drive it, right? Be in it, praise God, put your arm around it, hold it in your hands. Come on, somebody. Amen. See, I want to get you out of this natural arena. I want to expand you and, 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 and enlarge you. I want you to see what God sees and hear what God sees and hears and imagine what God imagines and get into that place that, that, that we can break out of this limitation in our lives. Amen. Uh, 1 Corinthians 2 9, a second key verse that I'm standing on in 2018, and we've read it last week. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. Talking about dream language. Talking about I'm not satisfied language. He wants you to see what He sees. He wants you to hear what He hears. He wants you to imagine what you imagine. Remember last week, if you were here, I had you lay hands on your eyes, your ears, your mind, your heart. Remember? We prayed. We pray that your eyes would be opened this year. We pray that you would see the dream and you would see God what He sees, that your ears would hear, amen, your eyes would see the invisible, your ears would hear the inaudible, amen, and your, your mind would begin to paint pictures on the canvas of your heart of God's dream and God's plan for your life, and your heart would expand and your heart would be whole and well and you would grow and, and you would be all that God wants you to be, amen, because the world has taken over our imaginations and we can't imagine any longer like God wants us to. Why? Because we're bound by pornography and we're bound by all kind of junk and all kind of crap in our minds. And we're in a place where we're thinking all this weird stuff. And where does, where does God's dream fit? Our minds are being used for our own um, uh, gratification instead of recognizing that imagination was given to you originally so God's dream could be put in your mind and you could begin to think bigger than you and bless your world. But you're thinking about the next time I can't wait to get back online and see some women do some crazy things. Can we just talk? Yes. Right? Amen. And, and, and I had a surprising a number of people come up to me after last week's service, either after service or have, we've talked since then, who have dedicated their imaginations back to God for the first time in a long time. They said, Pastor, that so touched me. I am so ready 
to kick this stuff out of my brain, these memories, these images, these things that have so locked me into depravity and darkness and so locked me, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm ready to turn my imagination back over to God. I want to dream God's dream. I'm tired of being handicapped because I turned my imagination over to something and someone instead of God. Wow, that's what I'm talking about today. What would happen to us? What would happen to you? What would happen to your marriage? What would happen to your prosperity? What would happen to your strategies and your ideas, amen, if you got back to God's original intent for your life, for your eyes, for your ears, for your imagination, for your heart? If you weren't so consumed with things that are just terrible and divisive for you, what would change in your life? Man, I'm preaching real good this morning. This afternoon. Amen. Psalm 29, 18. Another verse on vision. We mentioned this verse last week, but here's a different twist of the message uh, uh, version and paraphrase. He said, if people can't see what God is doing. Do you realize there are many of you? I was once one of them, and I still go through seasons where sometimes I just can't see what God is doing. Oh, I can see what I'm doing. I can see what circumstances are doing. I can see what the world is doing. I can see on the news what's going on. I can see what's happening in neighborhoods and, and, and places of conflict around the world. And I get consumed with what I can see. But if we can't see what God is doing, what's it say? They stumble all over themselves. That translation says, they wander aimlessly. Wow. Man, some people spend the rest of their lives never seeing what God sees, only seeing what they see, only seeing the limitations of what's around them. But what happens when you, what? But when they attend, the people that see what God sees, but when they attend, that word attend means give priority. When they attend to what God, what He reveals, they are what? Most blessed. See, when you give priority to what God shows you, when you really are clear on what God is doing, when you really begin to dream God's dream and begin to see it and dream it, you, the Bible says you are people most blessed. I, I can tell you I'm a man most blessed. I can tell you, I look around today, you are people most blessed, especially those who see what God sees, and you've gotten a glimpse of what belongs to you and what you should stand for and what your life should be all about from young children to teenagers, young adults and adults. Praise God. We need to recognize that dreams are the language of God. The second thing you need to know about dreams, you got to know this, dreams are the target of your faith. Dreams are the target of your faith. Amen. Without a bullseye, you'll never hit the target. Right? A bullseye, a bullseye focuses you. A bullseye, bullseye gives you something to aim at. A bullseye gives you something to, to keep practicing, whether you're throwing darts or you're whatever you're trying to do, or as the pitcher tries to throw the strike or the, 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 the pass of the football right into Amandola's hands and <laughs> touchdown, right? I mean, that's what we're going to see today, a whole lot of it. Amen. So, so you see, a bullseye is extremely important. A bullseye is something that, that we need to have in life so that it, it targets us. I'm here to tell you today that without a dream, your faith has no target. 
Faith has to have an object attached to it that hasn't happened yet. You can't have faith without a target. A dream becomes the target of your faith. The reason why these eyes need to see, these ears need to hear, this mind needs to imagine is because when that dream rises up inside of you, you now have something to target. Your faith has something to believe God for. Amen. You can begin to say, that's it. That's what I need. And so in other words, there's nothing to pray for or believe God for if there's not something out there you're hoping for. Hmm. That's good. So you have to have a target so your faith can take action. What are you hoping for? What's your target say? How many targets do you have? What do you believe in God for? Look at Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says, now faith is the substance of what? Things what? Hope for. Target. The evidence of things not seen. Target. Amen. You might not be able to see it in the natural. Somebody else can't see it, but only you see it on the inside. Let me tell you something. With What you see on the inside becomes bigger than what's on the outside. It's only a matter of time before what's inside of you is manifest on the outside. If you never see it in here, you'll never see it out here. If you don't see your house in here, you'll never live in that house. If you don't see that car in here, you'll never drive in that car. You'll never see that person born again, that husband on your arm, that wife on your arm, that child in your arms. If you never see it in here, guess what? You'll never feel it out here. You'll never touch it out here because here's where it starts. It starts on the inside. Amen. It becomes the target of your faith. Amen. Listen to all that dream language, things hoped for, things not seen. Amen. I don't see it out here yet but I see it in here. I see it up here. I imagine it when I close my eyes. I see him. I see her. I see that. I see this. I, I, I see that country. I see those people. I see us being a blessing. I see the neighborhoods. I see uh, things changing. Absolutely. Amen. My, now my faith has a place to go. What are your targets? What are your desires, thoughts, hopes, and dreams? Those things you see by faith. I have a spiritual son that ever since he could remember, he wanted to be a pilot. It wasn't just a fancy little thing kids think of. His parents realized that this was a dream, and his parents happened to be dreamers also. And so they worked towards that dream. He actually finished high school a year earlier and started college a year earlier. And, and, and today, he's living his dream. He's flying around the world. That started as a little target on the inside of him. Yeah, it could have been a kid's little fancy whimsical wish, but man, that thing grew and grew and grew. I have a spiritual daughter who, um, uh, part of a family here at IFC and single mom, uh, her mom's a single, they're single, her mother's a single mom and, and, and longed for years to want to be a doctor. Wondered how that process would go with limited finances and challenges and so forth and, and wouldn't let go of that dream. It was her target. And today I have the privilege of always seeing when I see her, I call her doctor. Right? Amen. See, 
Don't you give up on things like that. Amen. You have a desire to be a, a mom and a desire to be the best mom possible. What a great target. What a great hope on the inside of you. Teacher, whatever it might be, missionary around the world, serving the people of a certain nation. Man, owning your own business. This is what makes your walk with God exciting and meaningful. So you can live your life Every day beyond yourself, bigger than yourself, not about you, but you begin to dream God's dream. If you don't dream God's dream, what a boring life you live. You don't know what you're missing if you're not dreaming God's dream. How boring my life would be if I didn't grab a hold of God's dream when I was 15 years old, surrendered to it when I was 17 years old, and all these years later still living it, still passionate about it, still on fire about it, still growing, still learning, still, still getting better at what I'm doing. Amen. Why? Because that's God's plan. Amen. And you should never let that go. If you're not dreaming God's dream, using your faith, you're living a boring life. Amen. Tell your neighbor, don't be boring. Some of you didn't tell your neighbor. Don't be boring. All right, here's the last thing before we close. You ready for the last thing? The third thing you need to know about dreams. Here's what I want you to know. I want you to know, listen, dreams have a habit of coming true. Ha! Dreams have a habit of coming true. Let this be an encouragement to your heart today. Amen. If you've got a testimony today, you know how dreams come true, right? I can testify all day long, so can you. Amen. Of the things God has done for you that seemed impossible, and look what the Lord has done. You got a good report about the blessings of God. Why? Because dreams come true. Are you kidding me? My wife and I had a dream that we would have a great, great marriage. And we knew that there are many marriages of our, of our peers in ministry that didn't have healthy marriages and didn't succeed in marriage. And we believed God that we would have a great marriage. And you know, our story, uh, the first four or five years, man, it was, it was hell on earth. It wasn't good. It, terrible circumstances that we weren't good to each other. We weren't good for each other. But man, thank God we had a dream and we wouldn't let it go. And, and we're living that dream today. Yeah. See, we had a dream that we would have children, even though three specialists said Vernon would never have babies. But we had a dream in our heart and we wouldn't let that dream go. And two children later, amen, uh, Jay, our oldest, and Laurieann, uh, our daughter. And, and how grateful we are five grandchildren later Amen. When they said that would never happen, don't let go of your dream. My daughter Lori and son-in-law Alex had a dream that they would have children. And so Lori got pregnant. We were all excited about her pregnancy and, and, and complications set in and she had a miscarriage. Oh, how sad it was walking them through that process. And if any of you have ever had gone through that process, how, how overwhelming and sad and we blame ourselves. What could I have done better? And moms go through all these, these mind games and emotional ups and downs. And, and thank God, here now, two beautiful children later. Amen? Don't let go of your dream. Don't let go of your dream. The doctors told my son, Jay, and, and, their, and my, my daughter-in-law, Dana, that their oldest daughter, Mia, would never be able to dance. She wouldn't be able to do some of the things that other kids did because of JRA, because of juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. Amen. Mia is a dancing machine today. That girl, they had a competition today. She was dancing this morning, right? 
And doctors said she would never be able to do it. She's had her joints drained more times and her elbows and ankles, bless her heart. And she's defying what the doctor said. Why? Because of that dream inside of a 12-year-old. Are you kidding me? That dream inside of a young girl. Why do I say all that? Because some of you think the pastor's family, they just don't go through anything. We just believe God and poof, there it is. Somehow we just rub that lantern, you know, that genie comes out. What would you like today, Pastor Jonathan? No. Let me tell you something. We got to believe God just like you do. We have, we have disappointments like you do. We have heartache just like you do. We've got dreams that we've got to press through just like you do. Don't you think that, you think I wake up looking like this? Right? This takes work. <laughs> This takes work. Amen. I put my pants on just like you do. I brush my teeth and wear deodorant just like you do. Come on, somebody. And somehow we think we're just going to all make it through without heartache and discouragement and despair. The same God that has my, has my back and sees my dreams come true is the same God that will bring your dream to pass. Dreams have a way of coming true. I know some of your dreams have come true and you, you have babies you thought you would never have and marriages you thought you wondered if it would ever take place and, and, and businesses and jobs and promotions and, and houses purchased and, and college for the first time of your family. Others, you've had this dream of your green card and you have it. You know how much I rejoice over green cards? I grant that this congregation is unique, right? And I... I believe God for dream cards, green cards. Amen. You believe in God for a green card? Let me know so I can hook my faith up with yours. Amen. We believe God for green cards here. We believe God for those of you that want to become citizens of the United States. You'll have that ceremony. And you'll be able to be a a United States citizen. Amen. And, And the journey and the story that you've had. I've been to the ceremony twice. My son, who's on son-in-law, who's Honduran, um, we saw him through that process as he became a citizen. What a great day that was. I was there when Jean-Claude Noah and his, he was uh, uh, in his ceremony. And uh, what a joy that is. We rejoice over that. That's real life dreams. Don't let anybody talk you out of your dream. Amen. Don't you be discouraged. Don't you let, amen, uh, intimidation stop you and things that you hear politically stop you. You keep dreaming. Amen. Your dreams are bigger than Washington. Your dreams are bigger than Hollywood. Your dreams are bigger than the economy. Come on. Because you serve a mighty God. That's why. Amen. Amen. I love it when you come up to me and say, I I got my interview this week, Pastor. Pray for me. Some of you know American history better than some Americans know American history. Amen. Dream your dream because dreams have a habit of coming true. Look at Luke 137 as we close. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Let that be your refrigerator scripture. Let that be the mirror uh, in your bathroom scripture. Amen. It goes on to say in other translations, nothing you see is impossible with God. For no word from God will ever fail. The Del Turco translation says, for no dream from God will ever fail. I believe that. Amen. It will never fail. It will not fail. It might be delayed. We might mess it up. But if it's a dream from God, amen, it will come to pass. It will come true. Amen. We are at our best when we're using our faith. 
We are at our best when we're dreaming God's dream. We are at our best when we're believing for something bigger than us. We all have dreams for our family, for our finances, for our chosen vocation. And I want to challenge you this year to dream bigger. Come dream with us. Allow God to stir in your heart His dream for you. And I promise you, His dream for you is so much better than what we could ever come up with by ourselves. You see, God's thoughts for you are higher than your thoughts. His plans for you are better than your plans. He does have a dream for you, and it's better than your dream. His dream is not only bigger than you can currently imagine, it's also bigger than you could ever imagine. Amen. I, you can't dream a bigger dream than God can dream. Amen. One last statement. The dream that doesn't, the dream that hasn't been tested is a dream that cannot be trusted. Wow. Amen. Let's don't be naive. If truly you have a God dream, that dream will be tested. Amen. And if it's not tested, it really can't be trusted. Look at this list. We'll just listen today. Look at all these tests that you have to pass when God gives you a dream. There's a pride test, the rejection test. Keep listening. Family test. Oh, man, family gets in the way. Friends start messing things up. The criticism test, right? The how. How is going to happen, God? Right? The significant tests. The motivation test. Why do we want to do this? The discouragement test. That's a big one. The self-doubt test. Man, I've gone through that more times than I want to admit. The time test. It's taken so long, right? The distraction test. Oh, that's a big one, right? The direction test. Which direction next? The rest. Are you going to rest in this? you Are going to trust God? That's a rest test. The faithfulness test. Hang in there. Don't let it go. The humility test. Stay humble. Stay sweet. Amen? The all hope is gone tests. Been there, done that. The love tests. It'll test your love walk, right? The faith test. And last but not least, the why test. Why do you want this? What's the why for the dream in your life. Amen. Let me tell you something. I, I've been through all these and more. I came up with about 10 more this morning. I'm thinking, man, your dream will be tested. But because it's a God dream, and because you don't give up, and because you just are not satisfied, no matter what the test is, you can stand for sure that if you believe God and you stand in faith and stand on His Word, your dream will become a reality. Amen. Your dream will become a reality. Dreams are the language of God. When you do see a glimpse of it, when you do hear, when you see a glimpse of the invisible and hear a, a portion of the inaudible, when you see what wasn't in there and you imagine it in your mind, you will not be satisfied. You will only strive for what God intended for you to live. And you will be able to declare, I'm not satisfied with anything else but what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing and what I'm imagining. And when that, that divine exchange happens in your mind, your eyes, your ears, your heart, let me tell you something, you're ruined because you'll never go back to that small little itty bitty dream. Amen. Because God's expanded you. Let me tell you something. If you're a 10 by 12, if you have a 10 by 12 mind, let me tell you, a 2 by 4 mind won't do. Right? When God expands you to this big place, you're not going back to some little wimpy deal. Amen. That's how God 
leads us and God puts his hook in our mouth and puts that dream in our heart to say, come on, let's go on a journey. Let's do it my way and watch what will happen for you. That's good preaching today. Amen. Come on, stand to your feet today and give God praise. Put those hands up towards heaven and say, oh God, you're awesome. I want to dream your dream. I want to make sure that I'm dreaming your dream. I don't want to limit myself. I want your unlimited nature working in me. I want to target to my faith. I want to continue to hope and believe God and trust you. Open my eyes to see. Open my ears to hear. Open my mind to imagine. Open my heart to become big and enlarged for your honor and for your glory. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, God, we love you today. You're so amazing and so good. Come on, bless him. Tell him you love him today. Just tell him, Lord, I put my trust in you. It's been a tough season, but I put my trust in you. I've not seen too much, but I put my trust in you. I'm not sure, but I keep hoping. I keep believing. I'm not drawing back. Forgive me for thinking so small. Forgive me for getting lazy. We're going to do this your way. Because we've decided to do it your way in Jesus' name. Come on, sing it with us today. Thank you, Father. No turning back. Yeah. Come on with your hands raised this morning. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Yeah. No turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Come on, see it one more time together. We're going to do this. Yes. I have decided. Oh, Father, we bless you today. Thank you for the word that we heard, Father. We pray that falls on good ground. We believe it. We, ex- we, we mix faith with it today, Father God. And we know that you're here to encourage us and to trust us. And we thank you. This is our year to dream bigger dreams in Jesus' name. With every head bowed, please, before we go and before Pastor Josh closes out the service, you're here and you say, Pastor, I want to do that. But I know I need Jesus in my heart. I, I want to make sure that my heart's right with God. I want to make sure that Jesus lives in me and He's my Lord and my Savior. Heaven is my home. I want to be in right standing with God. I want His nature. I want His Spirit living on the inside of me so that I can dream the bigger dream. Pray for me, Pastor. I want to make sure that Jesus lives in my heart. I want to know that I know that I'm right with God. If that's you today, I want to pray for you. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. I'm not going to embarrass you. But I want you to acknowledge the fact that you know I need Jesus today and today's my day. If that's you, will you raise your hand nice and high 
so I can see you and say, yes, thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good for you. Thank you. Good for you. Thank you. Good for you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. Who else? Thank you. God bless you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Man, there's a bunch of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All the way back there, sir. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Man, we've had all kind of hands raised today in all three services. How wonderful. Anybody else? I want to be included in that prayer. I want to make sure. Thank you. Thank you. Who else today? I love it. Thank you. Yes. Good for you. Who else today? Yes. Thank you. God bless you. Awesome. Awesome. Man, this is, this is just such a miracle when somebody says yes to Jesus for the very first time. Yes. Thank you. God bless you. I love it. I see it. Amen. Wonderful. Amen. Let's pray. You online, join us, please. We want you included in this prayer today. Open up your heart as we pray together. Say this with me. Father, in Jesus' name, here's my heart. I need you, Jesus. Forgive me from my sin. I denounce my past, and I want to live for you all the days of my life. I declare you today as my Lord, my Savior. I want to dream your dream. From this day forward, I love you. Thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, can we give God praise today? Yeah, awesome God. Woo! Amen. Before Pastor Josh comes and closes the service today, I want to let you know that that there is a, a life group that is going to accompany this series. I know life groups don't officially start to the month of, Mar- the month of March, but we're going to have a, a, a life group entitled Dream Party. And this life group is all about discovering strategies on how to see to it that your dream comes to pass. Jason, Diane, Talene, two of the most awesome dreamers I know, are going to be leading this uh uh, life group on Wednesday, 7 o'clock, up in the cafe. Starts this Wednesday. If you like the dream, you want to dream, you want to plan on how to see this dream come to pass, then join Jason Diane up there in the cafe this coming Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Amen.